I'm Ryan Johnson. I'm Tyler Schmidt. I'm Lou Janu. And this is Car Talk, a podcast about trading cards. We're here to teach you everything you need to know about flipping cards. Whether it's the next Breakout Rookie, a new Magic the Gathering release on the way, or Pokemon's 25th anniversary, we'll break it all down. So sit back and listen up. Those cards collecting dust in your closet could make you some real cash. Welcome to Card Talk. All right, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Card Talk. I'm Ryan, joined as always by Tyler and Lou. Big episode today. We're going to get into what happened in the first week in the NFL season. We're going to talk about Alcarez and his first major win. We're going to do some Q&A. Play of the week is back. But first, we're going to start with what's on your mind. Normally, I would pass it off to one of you two, but I think we've uh, we've got to start with my, myself this week. Just a, really a lot on my mind. Um, first and foremost, just absolute embarrassment from anything involving me in the NFL this weekend. Uh, just really just absolutely hate to see it. First and foremost, Jalen Hurts and Kirk Cousins look like they're probably top five in MVP voting this week. Just absolutely crushed. You just, hate to see it. Just hate to see that. Um, t- Tua, I'm not, I'm still just not ever going to say he's good. Just not getting behind that. But he Kirk Cousins. can't really throw. Yeah, not really. But Kirk Cousins and Jalen Hurts look good. They look they look really good. Yes. Um, Kirk Cousins, man, I saw somebody put in that, that tweet that my man goes to the podium looking like someone said he's got like a lot of Coles cash. Coles cash. <laughs> just looking like he walked out of Coles, but just dominates. I mean, they smacked the, the Packers. Um, and then Lou just, you know, absolutely dominated my fantasy team. Has A.J. Brown, Michael Pittman Jr., and Jalen Hurts. Just one-two combo there with Hurts and, you know, uh, A.J. Brown. Stack. Yeah, stack. just, just uh, you know, just not not an ideal start. And uh, long season ahead, for sure. I mean, Patriots look abysmal. Just terrible. Mac Jones is not the answer. But I've been open about that for a while. I don't believe Mac Jones is good. He's not good. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's a tough week to be CC2 in the NFL world for sure. Just got to, you know, move on to another sport. Maybe start watching golf or tennis or NASCAR. Or, another NFL team. Yeah, maybe. I mean, no, I just, I mean, Kirk Cousins said, mm, yikes, not good. Credit to you, Ty, for, uh, to you, Rye, for, uh, Tell the Truth Tuesday. Little, <laughs> little Cocho, Tell the Truth, put yourself on a shirt, you know what I'm saying? Just like talk a lot of smack. Respect. Um, Credit to you for that, for sure. Uh, yeah, I would say where I'm at right now is I am finally reminded of what it's like to be a sports fan because the Jets are back and I hate everything and nothing matters. And uh, I can't believe I got sucked in again by the Jets. So what I'm going to do with that information now, try to recalibrate my brain a little bit um, and see if I can have some fun the rest of the football season because the Jets are bad. They're going to be bad the rest of this year. Uh, if you can live bet the under win total, I would recommend doing that. And uh, best of luck to everyone involved. That's where my head's Jay, at. Jay, we got to pull up the clip. Uh, we asked Lou this a few weeks ago. Hey, Lou, wait, oh, seven wins. Easy. I mean, every year, my man Lou, like, Lou, how many? Jets going to win eight games? Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Just fan. I can't help it with that. Oh, I mean, just dominant. And then Sorry, can't first find weekend, that's right, Jay. first weekend, just writing it off. Just, I mean, I'm right there with you at least. And hurts. Kirk like, was the worst show. take of all time. So, like, that is just what we got to say. Do you think it was wor- which was a worst take? Kirk Cousins being bad or Michael Porter Jr. being good? 
Kirk Cousins being bad. It's pretty close. <laughs> it's not even close. You call you the borderline said, MVP bad. Tyler, I call the Tyler. prospect a five-star prospect that has a max contract good. You said that was one of the best deals they could have got for a max contract. He's got a lot of time left. You literally took a quarterback. A lot of, a lot of team control. You, you literally took a top-tier NFL quarterback and said he was very poor. And then he came out and threw a pretty, pretty good game. If that's a term we're going to use in football. Come on, Ty. Jay? Oh, is it my turn now? Yeah, Ty, it's your turn. Here we go. Um, opening, thir- opening Thursday night football was Rams. Bills. Bills. Josh Allen looks really good. I enjoyed it because sneaky, as they do the starting lineups, you know how that's always a thing from here. On both teams, there was a Penn State starter on offense and defense. That was cool. That matters, recruiting. Say, say, back in action. It was fun to see my that's man the, scamper down the sideline. That's the real highlight of the weekend. He might Dominant. be a problem. Dominant he might be a back. problem. He's super back, and he looks fast. Jonathan Taylor helped me down. Uh, I played in the Ryder Cup this past weekend. I am actually. Played I played cup? in the Ryder Cup at the club. What does that mean? Had a little Ryder Cup two day tournament. Got pretty serious. Three nine hole matches on Saturday, eighteen hole match on Sunday. Action. Little Sunday rain. Came in second by one point. Um, speaking of action on Saquon cards, uh, the Queen of England, Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth, passes past week, and I was just doing a little look. Definitely some action on some Queen Elizabeth PSA slabs happening on eBay. Just throwing that one out there. Um, yeah, I'm addicted to golf. Liv just snapped up the leading, uh, the like the top college golfer. I think Liv golf, did. Liv did. Liv tour just sniped the. I think one of the top three college golfers to join their tour. Hockey's huh. coming back. Penn State football two and zero. Auburn. Who's Ohio State have this weekend? Toledo at home, seven thirty. You going? Mm-hmm. They'll dominate that. We have Auburn. Big we game. have. We this have, kid left college. We bounce. have. We have Wisconsin next week. Tie at night. Ooh. Um, and then I got a wedding this weekend that I'm pretty excited about down in Rock Hall, Maryland. Lou, going down to Bandini's wedding. Really? Yep. And then Love last that. but not least, Carlos Alcaraz, 19 year old, number one tennis player in the world, just won the U.S. Open. Ty, yeah. you, you have a lot of crazy takes. Like, some of your takes are so outlandish, they make mine look like normal, and some of mine are crazy. But I will give you an immense amount of credit for Carlos Alcaraz because Lou and I sat here months ago, and you're like, Yeah, golf is back. This Alcaraz kid's a big deal. And Lou and I looked at you like, We've never heard of this dude. Like, we hadn't heard of that guy. Uh, he's good. He's electric. He's like, I don't like I'm not like sitting there watching tennis every weekend. Like it's never going to happen, but that kid's pretty good. That kid's serious. What you, do we think about your transaction history on on Carlos? Not just a classic example <laughs> of years. <laughs> the same classic example. Like hey, trust your instinct and don't trust your instinct kind of thing or Yep. Saquon, no. remember the Saquon Blue Prism I wanted to buy? Didn't yep. execute on that one. Yep, that's right. Just like, got it. But, you know, I sold a bunch of Ethereum yesterday. You know, buy the rumor, sell the news. The merge is coming in the next two days. So What's that? 
there's a big technological upgrade coming to the Ethereum network is the 411 of that. And it's about to happen in the next two days. So I sold ahead of it because, you know, that's kind of what happens ahead of big things. And then it happens and then it's like, uh, it's like uh, yeah, it happens, the post-championship dip. Than you were before. You know, it's like the post-chip dip. Gets priced in early. They win. Everything gets hyped up it, to yeah. the win. And then when they win, it's like, okay, okay well, now cool. they got to win again. Yeah. You know? So went with that move. So now I got a little dry powder and I make a play or two. It is kind of wild to me that you were as big of a Carlos Alcaraz guy as early as you were. And you had a major opportunity. You knew the net pro thing was coming. You were early on that. It happens. They make cards, even relatively affordable ones. You're in on it. And then you don't buy a single Carlos Alcaraz card. That's just, that's wild to me. Right. There's two things to that. Yes, you're right. So there's three things. First, you're right. Second, I think there's just as much joy, you know, as getting it right as the financial gain of that. And then third, I'm like 98% allocated into high-risk assets from a portfolio. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, another two grand on an Alcaraz card? Like, it's just... (laughs) That's a great way to put it. 98% allocated to high-risk assets is like... That should be the name of – like that's going to go on my tombstone. So, you know, it's that's – I cleaned up on them on some nice U.S. Open futures. I wish I had the card on my desk. Did you Did you put a future on it? Yeah, I had some nice, I had some nice futures on them, which that's cool. worked out well. What was he before the tournament? Do you know? Oh, Plus yeah, like right. 600, I believe it was. Oh, that's yeah. all day. Yeah. So. And – also, another shout out to Ty, man. A lot of, a lot of Ty propaganda, bringing back the old school days here. Uh, <laughs> Ty, I think there's two Penn State players right now, favorites in Vegas to win NFL awards. Comeback player of the year, which you correctly predicted would be Saquon Barkley. I mean, it's almost only week one, right? This is Monday morning overreaction here on a Tuesday. Yep. Uh, but Jahan Dotson is currently the betting odds favorite in Vegas to win rookie of the year out there with Carson Wentz in Washington. Um, George Pickens did absolutely nothing. Kenny Pickett hasn't played. Um, Damian Pierce didn't do much. Jahan Dotson with a touchdown in his first game is currently, oh yeah, by the way, shout out to Jay for mentioning Allen Robinson, one catch, not Super Bowl MVP type guy and the Rams lost. It wasn't a great first game for the Rams. They'll be fine. Yeah, I completely agree with that. The mojo was off. There was maybe a hair of sneaky, like, nerve damage in the elbow for Stafford. Maybe, like, More concerning than not concerning? More concerning than no concern. Yeah, sure. It's something you have to think about. Yeah, it's there. It lingers. (laughs) Might be a mental thing, but it's definitely lingering. Um, and Jahan Dotson, thing. what I'll say about him after watching him for three years, electric, absolutely electric speed can be a top guy, a little small, needs to put on some, some juice, but his hands are next level. And I think he's probably under the radar because also like the commanders in general as a franchise is under the radar and no one wants to talk about them in any way. Um, and you don't really know what's going to happen with Wentz. Hertz did look very, very good this weekend. I got to say. So he real looks quick, like he got big. Real quick, because I want to like transition this into a segment. Okay. NFL Week One, right? Yep. Tons of overreactions. You can see it in the card market already. Major dips in certain cards. What's the ones Major- you've seen, Burrow? That's that, that's what I'm going to ask you at this point. Who are you most concerned about for their cards after Week One, and who are you most optimistic about after Week One? 
So I'll start with most pessimistic, right? Who am I most concerned about? And it's definitely Mac Jones. For sure, he was one of the hottest two or three guys in the entire class. At one point, he was the hottest. Then the T-Law and Trevor, or Trey Lance stuff kicked in. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Patriots are very good. This is one of their worst teams in recent memory. You don't have Tom Brady to make some of these no-name wide receivers names. Like, Devonta Parker isn't what he was, right, three, mm-hmm. four years ago. So I, I don't, you know, Mac's got that back injury. Patriots aren't going to be very good. There's QBs next year. I think Mac Jones is probably the guy I'm the most concerned with after watching week one. Mm-hmm. Dak is another one because he's going to be out and didn't look good. But I don't know if his stuff was $10,000 plus for an NTRPA like Mac Jones might have been. couple things. Number one, I'm, I'm looking up like random stuff, not necessarily like NT. Yeah. We could do that separately. Uh, Saquon, August 31st, a raw Prism Auto sold for $98.55. This morning, a raw auto sold for 180. So that's how quickly it changes based on when guys come back and there's exciting things that are sure. happening. Yep. Um, Dak hasn't seen as much of a drop off yet. I think it's still early. Like we'll see when the when the uh, auctions start ending. But like pre in pre week one, it was like a 350 to 400 dollar card. Last one did 300 yesterday. So there's some movement there. The one thing, other thing I want to point out is Trey Lance has to be the most. Like I'm pessimistic about Trey. But you're pessimistic about Trey. Yeah, the game was tough, right? Like it was. Yeah, that's my only reason why I would say Mac isn't is the conditions weren't as like awful. Like it poured in Chicago. There's nothing they could do. Like again, I don't. I don't think he looks amazing. I'm not here to say Trey Lance is amazing. Like at all. I'm concerned. It just the weather. Put him in an ice game and let's see what happens. I'm at least willing to give him another shot. Man, Mac, I'm. I'm, I'm concerned. Yeah. yeah, I mean, anyone who was paying attention knew that the Patriots were the worst team in the NFL going into the season. So, no, I'm being serious. So, like, if you were making plays on Mac Jones, like, you either were trying to be a contrarian yeah. or you just yeah. were missing the vote on that all that information. I so, that. I would agree with that. Um, yo, Gino kind of looked nice last night. Oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> the one thing, other thing I want to say is in the world where, like, running backs and all that stuff, DeAndre Swift had an amazing game on Sunday. And is someone to look out for. I will look up his stuff when Tyler starts talking. But he's a guy that everyone was super excited about coming into the season. Came in week one against a Super Bowl contender in the world of Vegas, right? And had like 150 all-purpose yards. And like he was all over the field. So uh, DeAndre Swift's another guy to look out for as well. Optimistic Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> we do this every year. Like, oh man, they lose a lot. They do. They lost a lot. He's he's very us. Yeah, just every year. This is like a tale as old as time with Car Talk and Mahomes. You're like every time, man, is this the Chargers year? And you're like Patrick Mahomes out here throwing five touchdowns, and you're just like, this dude's God, unbelievable. Thirty nine, three hundred sixty yards, five cutties, no picks. Like pick them apart in the first half. It was like, oh, Ch, oh, Juju, oh. You know who did look a little better than you guys would have probably given credit for that, like, I was a little bit more optimistic on? Who's that? T-Law. He didn't He didn't look that bad. Like, he looks like he's talented. Like, he has potential. Like, he's a good, like, he's a good QB. Mention, I was going to mention. But my I'm not saying he's Patrick Mahomes yet. My pessimistic ahead, is, um, as much as it pains me to say, because I want to see him be great. I'm pessimistic about Joey Burrow. Really? Yeah, the reason being is because 
look, we know how hard it is to get to the Super Bowl, and that was a one-off run. That might be their Ravens run, that they and they didn't win it. And he might be more Joe Flacco than not, just because it's so hard. Once you win it once, you got that for life. And before last year, not many people, no one was hot on the Bengals. Like, we weren't the Bengals or this new upstart team. And we Eli got hot twice. You know, Eli did two of those Burrow runs over a career and maybe still is in Hall of Fame. And that may be where Burrow's going in a classic overreaction to three picks. It could be a grind for him. Four. It could be Flacco, a grind for him. Flacco's postseason run was was one of the best ever. Absolutely dominant run. Um, I'm not sure. There's a lot of talent on that team. The offensive line improved. They have the best receiving core in football. I mean, Is T. Boyd Higgins. Hurt? No, Higgins. T. Higgins has a concussion. Yeah. Yeah. So if Higgins isn't healthy, that's a different story. But that's a. I mean, that receiving core is is something else. For real. They also got a top ten running back and mix in. Like, there's a lot of potential on that team. I'm not saying there's not reason for concern. The market treated him like he was Mahomes last year, and like Mahomes was him, and Mahomes. (laughs) And I think about that a lot. Like, if Josh Allen gets the ball in overtime and scores, are the Bengals going to Buffalo and beating Buffalo? They beat they beat the Chiefs, right? So it's like it's hard to say, but I'm, I'm like, yeah, he did go to the Super Bowl. He was there. Like we'll see. I'm ready for Week Two. I'm fired up. We're in NFL. I mean, don't you have college football on Wednesdays? Isn't the MAC on Wednesdays? Is there really? starts in a few weeks? Yeah, but you're gonna have the MAC Wednesdays. You're gonna have NFL football on Thursdays. You have Saturday for college football, Sunday for NFL football, Monday for football. And you're gonna basically have football five six days a week. I'm here for it. I'm ready for it. It's fall time. It's my favorite time of the year. You know, I'm I'm thrilled. Couldn't be more juiced. Aligned. Uh, I do want to ask Ty. I know you had kind of gained some interest, Lou. You and I have been in it for a little while. Thoughts on the current F1 situation with uh. Max running away with it. He can win this week um, in where? Singapore? Is that where they are this week? Yep. I think they're in Singapore this week. But Max can win the title this week. Uh, All-time record for race wins in a season, I believe, is Schumacher with 13. I think he might be tied, but I think it's 13. And Max has 11, and there's six races to go. You know, he's 14th win, 10th win, 7th win. He's unstoppable at this point. Has a little asterisk next to his title after they gave him the race last year. Then don't re- don't implement the same rules again. And last week's race, I'm like wild times. But I just want to get your your thoughts on current situation in F1. Are you enjoying it? Um, what's kind of going through your head? It reminds me of like some of those NBA seasons that were just kind of like playoffs clean through, boring teams. Uh, like Cavs Warriors, the best. Volume, Cavs Warriors Volume 4. Yeah, he's the best. Uh, and I think that their team obviously has used everything to their advantage to kind of pull ahead in this lead. I think Porsche has fumbled the bag in some capacity. Um, sorry, Ferrari, not Porsche. I'm thinking about Porsche because where my head is going is that I, I think that over the next two, three years, we're going to see a lot more things implemented to not allow a, a repeat of this year, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is from spending caps, F1 is going to want new winners. Like it's, this isn't sustainable for the business that they've kind of grown themselves into. 
a lot of what we were talking about before the show um, in terms of just like valuations and ad spends and everything and, and all that's surrounded the races and whatnot. They're going to – the dominance in sport is beautiful. Michael Jordan won six championships in what, seven years or something like that, eight years, in eight years is beautiful. But they're going to keep putting pressure on making it a more even playing field. Um, and we're going to see a lot of new faces of race car talent. You see, I think, a lot more turnover in terms of drivers. If they're not performing, keep it moving, um, you know, and try and find the guy that is, becomes fanfared and loved and all that, as well as a good racer. That's my, my take. But I think in the history of the sport, there's been many, 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 many boring slog seasons where one car is just the fastest and this driver is just the best and dialed in and everything's rocking and rolling and heck the Patriots were 19 and 0 until David Tyree caught the ball yeah just to react to a couple of things Tyler said <clears throat> he's 100% right across the board I think um, F1 has proven itself to be an entertainment product and not necessarily a sporting product meaning that they will do things to make their television product and their live event product as entertaining as possible. So I would expect some more changes that are going to prevent someone from winning three, four, five, six races in a row in, in a single season. You're running away um, with it. Yeah, I think they're gonna, they want to prevent that for sure. And I also think the Oscar Piastri situation, uh, the whole thing that went down with Danny, I know you don't love him, but like the way that went down with those two drivers, I think is very informative for how it will be going down in the future where they're like, they've always been competing for drivers, right? The teams, but I think it's going to get pretty intense. And uh, in a world where uh, Nicholas Latifi is, has less points this season he has like the, he has the twenty second yeah. most points this 21st, season or something. Yeah, DeFries, yeah he has because, less points than there are drivers. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, so because like, that Nick DeFries came in, DeFries, DeFries, and won ninth this year and pushed Latifi down to twenty first in points in a twenty driver league. Right, exactly. It's uh, that's gonna keep happening. So I would keep an eye on that. As far as this season goes, it's definitely pretty over. It seems like I would expect Max to wrap it up this weekend. That's yeah, kind of just how it's been going. Um, so you know, I, I'm. I'm excited as a person who hasn't paid as much attention this season, like I was talking about last week. Doesn't mean I'm less excited for Drive to Survive coming out. I actually probably am more excited because there's less, I know less that's been going on. So uh, I'll be ready to go again next February. Yeah, I see. I'm actually the opposite of that, or Lou. I think January, whenever. My, uh, it's funny because we both were interested at the same time. My, my interest has definitely gone the other way. I'm more interested in now. I haven't missed a race all season. Um, super excited about it. Um, I've actually been picking up more and more F1 as prices have dipped closer to, you know, when I first got in about a year ago. I think my first pickup was like October last year when I picked up a Charles Dynasty. I mean, I've picked up some big pieces. I bought a nice uh, George the other day. I picked up, uh, finally got a Pierre Gasly. Mm, um, I saw those. Like, I, uh, I haven't posted those yet, I, I but I picked up KMAG. I picked up Signs. Who'd you like, just real- post? You just posted two... K-Mag and uh, Signs were my last two. I bought some auctions the other day that I haven't got in yet. Um, oh, Dak is actually less hurt than they think. Breaking they, news, live on Card Talk? They think he'll he'll be back in the next four games. Interesting. That's good. I saw... Uh, Breaking news one day later for everyone listening. But regardless, I was... Mm-hmm. Uh, have, you, have you picked anything up recently? Either of you picked up any cards? <clears throat> no, I'm actually in process. I was actually going to talk about it once I get it out there and everything like that, but I'm in process of doing my first ever big auction, like I was telling you guys about. So 
that's where my focus has been right now. I don't know what I'm doing, so I'm kind of like trying to mentally wrap my head around all that before I Have buy you made else. a decision? I'm selling it, yeah. Okay, understood. Yeah, I am auctioning it. Very cool. It's a Thanks. max card. The gold max that I got at a trade night a while back, I will be auctioning uh, for, through PWCC. All right, let's uh, let's get into some of the Q&A. I know, Jason, we've got some this week. Uh, so we've got a question. Uh, Before we go into that, Rye? Yes. Columbus? Mm-hmm. Trade night? Let's talk about it. By the time this comes out, you'll be about 16 days. Or nine days, according to your original story. But, yeah. 16 days, uh, 6 to 10 p.m. at the shop. Ty and Lou and Jay will be live in the flesh from Columbus, uh, hanging out at the shop. We'll have tents outside. We did this last time we had trade night. Had a couple massive tents outside that hold about 140 people with seats. Uh, Have a food truck coming, right? When you guys come to Columbus, I've been very open about this, about getting, uh, you know, showing you guys a couple of my favorite spots in the city to eat, like good food. There's a place down south, like west, Westmore, yeah, west, um, that when you're going to like Indy, it's it's worth a stop. It's about 45 minutes from the shop. It's called Rudy's, like Rudy's Barbecue. And we stop there every time we go to like Shipshawana for a show or Indy for the Midwest Monster. Every time we go out to Indy, we stop at this place. And it is... 10 out of 10, good. Well, they have a food truck. And we called and we're like, hey, can we get to food truck? Would you guys be willing to drive this far? And they're like, yes, absolutely. The minimum was super cheap. And it's like one, it's it's my favorite barbecue food I've ever had. It's my favorite. It's very, very good. And they're coming and I'm excited to have, uh, ha- excited to have them at trade nights. So we're going to have, you know, y'all there hanging out, wheeling and dealing. Car I'm bringing live. cards. And you asked me about buying cards. That's what put it on my mind because I'm going to be Ty's buying. Ty's bringing cards to trade yeah, night. Wheeling and dealing. I need some soccer cards. What about that chicken place? Stuff uh, hot chicken takeover? Yeah, your spot. Yeah, we'll, we'll go there for sure. That's probably a Thursday type move. I yeah, also sure. – so we got Thursday night. We're playing a little round of golf on Friday. Is that correct? Yeah, I still got to book that, but we'll find a place. I got you. Let's find a spot. I'm going to tweet where should we play golf in Columbus. And then um, we're going to work the shop a little bit. Maybe a little hour, hour and a half in shop. Just You don't want to see know. it too crazy? Yeah, I don't want to get it a little too crazy, right? You want to, you know. Got it. Look at, looking for you some wanna, five stars. Looking for some five stars. Not at, you know, I don't want to get exhausted here and, you know, customer service start to slack. Super fair. Super fair. Uh, and then uh, Saturday, Jay, this is where I really need you. We got to do proper tailgate. I can make that happen if that's what you want to do. It's college football. I'm trying to see the tailgate vibe. I can I wear rocker stuff? I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> no, you can wear whatever you want. All right, good. Just don't oh, wear Michigan. As long as you don't wear Michigan, I'm good. You wear that. We can't I do that. I would never wear any Michigan stuff. I wear Georgia stuff, maybe. That's fine. I can get behind that. Um. Yeah, I want like – it's fall. It's going to be fall in Ohio. I want to see a little foliage. I want to throw a football in the parking lot. Like I want a hot coffee. Maybe maybe wake up and do sauces. a little, you know, Saturday morning like farmers market right outside the shop in I like downtown Grove City. <laughs> Jay, one or the other, but let's get some content out. Who's throwing a big tailgate in Ohio State? What's the Can vibes? we join? Can we pull up? Hit me on Venmo. Like Venmo. <laughs> yeah, I'll pay. You know, someone's oh, someone yeah, is same. out there throwing a proper tailgate. 
What do you need us to bring? Box of donuts? Like, what's up? I mean, 3.30 game. What time do you want to start tailgating? 6 a.m.? Yeah, 8.30, 9. <laughs> I mean, seven hours for a tailgate? Holy, holy cow. This college football is a big Ohio. 10. <laughs> what else <laughs> yeah. are they going to do on a Saturday in Columbus before Ohio State game? Shots fired. Play nine. I mean, get well, nine you want in. to go 18 and then nine the next day? I mean, I would. Then I'm I get to the, you know, a quick nine, but then we're we're at the tailgate at eleven. That's great. That's perfect. Less time there, more time on the round. I mean, fresh lunch, fresh tailgate lunch. Yeah, I need I a mean, three on three with some young Ohio State fans. I need a steady QB game. It's cold. Exactly. Little oh, hoodie season. Yeah, football season. parking lot. You know, <laughs> need a bad couple beverages. <laughs> all right all right let's I'll get do into it. some uh q a hopefully everybody listening will be at uh trade night in columbus in a few weeks every single person a- listening has to be there or you're suspended for one episode. we need you we need you september 30th uh somebody uh this is a fantastic question shout out to dustin for the question will we see an upswing in prices after geno smith's pro bowl caliber performance no no but there <laughs> should be but no I think it's more of a six and O start where you start to get buzz, or maybe a three and O start. Yes, or it was five five touchdowns. The the reality of the situation is the Broncos win that game ninety nine out of a hundred times. Yeah. So yeah. like, if they're O one, the prices aren't reacting. And if you watch the game, you would be reacting. And if you watch the game, you know that they got stopped on the one yard line twice and. 99 out of 100 times they win that game. Gino started off great. He was in control the whole time. They were calling a simple game. Broncos win that game. 99 out of 100. If he goes 3-0, 4-0, you start the chatter. You get involved. For now, chalk it up for a nice Monday night opening season W. They wrote him off. He didn't write back. It's a, it's a great, great line. People paying 21K for Davis Mills. There's 1.8 million for Justin Herbert. Like, QBs matter. If Geno Smith goes 2-3-0 and throws a couple touchdowns in each game, there might be a, like, his cards will sell better than they would have three weeks ago, right? Over six weeks period, there will be an increase in Geno Smith. Is that uh, safe to maintain? No, right? I'm not naive that Geno Smith is come and gone. I mean, he's been in the league for, what, 10 years at this point? He was a rookie in 13. Um, not a lot of optimism around the Seahawks. I don't think, I I don't expect the Seahawks to win games. And I think, Ty, your point about if they play that game 50 more times, the Broncos are winning 48, mm-hmm. 49 of those games. Like, they're a more talented team. Um, Russell Wilson returns to Seattle. He's getting booed. Like, there's there's just a lot of emotion there. First game of the year. Do I think the Broncos will figure it out and win more games than the Seahawks? Yes. So I'm not overly optimistic about um, Geno Smith cards long-term in the hobby. Again, short-term buzz and gain after week one. Sure. Expected to maintain over a season. Mm, not Agreed. sure. Uh, another question from Sean. Any speculation to how expensive Prism World Cup soccer will be? In follow-up, how much does the fact that Mbappe signed a deal with Panini and will have autos in that set increase what could al- already be at a very expensive box? So 2014 is like six grand a box. 2018 is like 3500 a box, I think, maybe 4K. Um, I would anticipate this year being somewhere in between those two. That would absolutely surprise me. Um, I know Doesn't it have Mbappe most- autos in it? 
Yeah, but NT, so just for a record, National Treasures uh, Road to the World Cup, uh, which has Mbappe Autos in it, confirmed, is pre-selling at 4000 a box. Oh, okay, so I take it all back then. So I would imagine at this point, I my if I haven't seen any, I would expect somewhere in the fourteen to seventeen hundred a box range. On re- you're saying like initial price? Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would okay, really fine. say somewhere between fourteen ninety nine makes the most sense in my head. I love that set. Do we have the release date locked in on it yet? Uh, my understanding is it got moved. I will triple check that. Are you talking about Prism or? Yeah, that's the one. The it's not it's not yes it's not on the current release calendar i have mosaic world cup soccer is october 5th uh and national treasures world cup soccer is now october 19th got it so the prism's probably even maybe past that but i'm definitely cracking open some of those couple nt soccer no a couple prism world cup oh, i'll take the nt that's it all right listen i will not take the nt <laughs> All right. Those Mbappe um, NTs are going to be sweet. Yeah, I think that's going to going to have a lot of hype around it. Mbappe's first autos with Panini, a game used patch auto from a high end brand like that. That could uh, that could could do really well. And it sounds like there's an Eminence product. I've been hearing that Eminence Soccer could be making a return by the end of the year. And if that has Mbappe game used stuff on top of some of these other big names, that could uh, I could that could be that could be wild. Are we gonna go? Are we gonna go from no Mbappe autos to like too many Mbappe autos? That was somebody that said. Yeah, I posted that on Slapstocks asked about that, and that I think that was one of my big points so on there. Classic. Is if if these stay short printed and low dim, like just they don't make a ton of them, Mbappe stuff could just be all time huge in the hobby. If you've got sixty different variation autos and every single product and mosaic and prism and eminence and NT and they make all these other brands and he's in every single one of them and just signs like crazy. It could, uh, he should, he should have a rule. He should have a rule that all of his autos are of seven. Just like he's, he's just always Jersey numbered at all times. I love the idea of 25, like no more than 25 autos, like 20, like just kind of like the Lewis Chrome, right? I think Lewis's autos out of like 52, 58, yeah, something 56, like something like that, right? And then you got an orange at a 25, you got a red at a five and you got the one one and you got four plates. Like yep. that's less than a hundred autos. Keep it simple. In, in, right? No more than like 200 autos a year from this guy. A couple in Eminence, a uh, few in NT, a few in Prism, a couple in Mosaic. Let's just call it a day. We'll see you next year. Um... So, uh, sports card collector Chronicles, Chronicles. I like that. Formerly S- New York State of Mind, nineteen seventy-six says play the week sub. He apologizes for the length early. Love that. Uh, set up at a local card show in a dealer presented uh, in a deal presented where I paid three thirty-five for Chronicles Trey Lance rookie auto of twenty-five, two bronze Cade Cunninghams, a Jalen Green silver, and a Grimes blue out of ninety-nine, all from Crown Royal, plus an Aaron Jones auto out of twenty-five for limited. I know the room, so I have. So I moved the Cade cards for 40 each, Jalen for 15 and Grimes for 25 to another dealer friend who collects them. And the Aaron Jones sold very quickly at 40. I used a hundred of those sales to buy a select John Morant PSA 10, a Mosaic Jerry Judy second year auto and a Cole Anthony silver auto. I gave away the John Morant to a super nice kid who is a big jaw fan. His family can't afford a car like that. So, so they lost their minds. That is why I do it. I keep the coal for my PC and the Judy I sell for 35. So all in all, after the buys and sales, I'm into the trade for about 240. Put it up on eBay as I buy it now and sold for 
it looks like 529.87 as a screenshot. So I have a total profit of 210 after fees, a Cole Anthony auto for the PC, and a gift to John Morant to a kid that will remember that day for a long time. I like that he knew the room. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's a good it's a good play. Jerry Judy gifted a kid. Cole Anthony for the old PC knew the room. Trey Lance auto at 529 for Crown Royal seems wild. Um, oh, I'm, that's what I'm sitting here trying to figure out. It's also, Crown Royal. I feel like people like Crown Royal. So Crown Royal basketball is a standalone set. Crown Royal in this aspect is a Chronicles product. Oh, interesting. So he got the Crown Royal basketball as a standalone. Those are standalones from actual Crown. That's a full set in basketball. This Trey Lance at a 25 is from Chronicles. It's not a full set in football. So, good play. Jay? Oh, wow. This could be big. Oh, my gosh. Gosh. K-Man the Caveman cards. Uh, so all this card listed for sale in the, this morning on my slabs. It's a numbered track tag, and they never come up for sale, let alone a red at this price. Bought it full ask for $4.99 because I didn't want anyone to click it before me. Listed on eBay on the afternoon at 2500 oboe to see if I got any decent offers. Well, within a few hours of listing, someone clicked it at full price. Sold for $2,000 more in less than 12 hours. It's an Antonio Giovinazzi track tag red at a 5 PSA 8 from first year Chrome. Those are super, super, super popular, especially the numbered ones. Those always sell very well, way more than you would typically expect. I mean, Giovinazzi PSA 8 at a 5 to $2,500. That tells you how popular these are. Um, that's insanity. Wow. That's a play. That's a play. Because that's smart. that's having knowledge. That's seeing it like and executing. That's knowing the game. Yeah, I wonder if this person made a mistake. They they did. They did for sure. They did for sure. But yeah, they didn't fun. but I don't think they <laughs> I think they did I don't even see it as a mistake as I see it as more so like almost just lazy and they didn't put in the yeah, work needed to like again like we you. talk about this all the time though it's not necessarily a lazy thing you can't know every card that's more this is, I this guess is what, what makes play of the week fun like yeah. if you don't know F1 you don't yeah, know F1 like somebody yeah. somebody could have got this in a deal for 100 bucks and be like hey I'm gonna put it up for 500 I'll try to make 300 they, they, made, they might even watch the money. most recent episode and not even know Giovinazzi and like Giovinazzi <laughs> get him out of here all right, we're running out of time. Let's get like to the next one. one. All right, LA Card Guy says, uh, Jay, run this play of the week sub, my guy. Jay already getting, man, deals here. Jay, uh, backdoor Jay? Last, um, last September, I traded into a BGS 99 Mookie Betts Bowman Sterling die cut auto at a 30 blue refractor at Burbank. Shout out to Ryan Veras for the smooth trade. Coming off a championship year and considering the length of Mookie's contract, I felt this card was a solid pickup considering it had a lot of bells and whistles. A little after the MLB season started, I listed it on eBay for ten fifty. No bites. While I was attending the Burbank card show, I came across another Mookie Sterling at a one ninety nine that was priced at six hundred, which made me feel I was undervaluing mine since it was at a thirty. Which just a few days after the Burbank show, I received an offer for eight hundred, which wasn't bad, but reminded me that the card was still listed too low. I took a chance and declined the offer and updated the listing to nineteen fifty or best offer. Within 25 minutes of the first offer, I received another offer for 1200 which I then accepted. Shout out to Card Talk, because one major lesson you three have talked about is trusting your gut, and I felt this deal is a great example of that. 
God, I trust the gut. The gut is where it all Ty, let's not get crazy. Begins. I trust the gut here, brother. I trust the gut. I trust mm. the gut all the time. Trusting the gut and acting on the gut is a different muscle. All right, next one. Man, 479 cards. Says, uh, here's my submission for player of the week. Went to a small local trade night, about 10 people on August 25th. After looking through some cases and going through some raw cards, I noticed a 2020 Bowman Megabox Black 101 O'Neill Cruz caught my eye. Coming back from the National, I happened to stop in Pittsburgh and saw him in action and have not seen a player with that much pop in a while. And I knew I wanted to see if I could make a play on it. After going back and forth on some trade offers, I felt like we were too far apart. I asked about a cash value and he mentions he wants 400. Countered at 360 and got the card. Flash forward all the way to September 6th. I got an offer on eBay for $1,375, happily accepted, clearing $1,185 after shipping and fees for a profit of $825. So this is a one-on-one. Jay said, how's a one-on-one of one of the top prospects in baseball? Only $400. It's a great question. Little known fact about O'Neill Cruz, 2016 Bowman is his first, uh, his Bowman first, and his name is spelled incorrectly on that card. It's spelled, cool. o, it's spelled like o, O-N-E-A-L instead of I-L. I don't know if it was wrong or he changed it or whatever, but it's one of those funny little things that happens in cards. But I like to play. Yeah. I don't watch a lot of baseball, but I've seen highlights of this kid. Isn't he like humongous? Tall, lanky, shortstop. Yeah. I think he hit like the fastest ball ever yeah. like recorded. Yes. And he does it like all the time. Like every other day, it's like, oh, Neil Cruz broke a record. <laughs> so how, mu- how many years, Lou, until he's a Yankee or a Dodger or a Red Sox? Um, I don't know because that doesn't really happen in baseball anymore. A lot of these guys are staying home. The Pirates don't really spend money, so that's a different conversation. But uh, he probably has another four years until he's on another team, four or five years. Seems like a while for a guy this good. Seems like Well, that's the- how it goes with baseball because you have the control for six years when you get up. Or all right, years. next play. Oh, man. First Alcaraz. Despite Ryan saying he would pay only $250 for an Alcaraz auto, I decided to buy one for $750. After reaching the final of the U.S. Open, I sold it for $3,000. Great flip in a, in a two-week span. As a tennis and pickleball player, it was awesome to see the market increase in such a short amount of time. I know my boy Ty is a believer in the tennis market. A believer, but not a buyer. It's a great play. And we're all, we're we're a pro Alcaraz podcast. We are we love Carlos Alcaraz here. We got to do something about that auto, though. I'm just gonna call it how I see it. We got to do something about that little C with a little with the A at the top. It's, it's a little C A. Is can I get like an R at least three letters? I think the auto's fired too. It's just a little. <laughs> Listen, I felt good all week because I and I know people picked up on this man now. As a tennis and pickleball player, maybe King Cards 20 didn't pick up, but I slept great at night knowing a lot of people learned about this man through this show, and it was all right there. The play was right there for anyone. Obviously, he could have lost four rounds early. He he was in three five-set matches in a row before he got to the finals. Um, Yeah. So, like, if he takes an L in the quarters, it's a whole different story that we're talking about here. He stepped up. He made the play. The moment, timing with the cards. Obviously, they did the release for a reason at the time. So, yeah, I'm I'm happy when I see these things. I really don't have much. I don't have as much animosity here as I do on a lot of the NFT misses or misses over the years when the market was going absolutely ballistically insane. These things are fun. I, I definitely want to collect one at one point. But we've seen a lot of 
hype, something happens in the immediate and then things settle back down. So that that's also, you know, a very yeah. likely what, case of what will happen here. What but do you if, have what do you have to do to maintain that price? Keep winning. And and even so, even if you do keep winning, so like there's heat in markets, we all know that. Things happen and then things cool down a little bit. Yeah, I mean seven hundred fifty. But he could win the next two majors and there will be a lot more heat and chatter than <laughs> You know, yep. then there is it a triple better. crown? Do they call it a triple crown in the Grand Slam? Grand Slam, Grand Slam. Yeah, yeah. winning matters, right? Winning, yeah. winning, it it all means something. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. All right, next play. Golden Dot Sports Cards. Carson Wentz. A play of the week submission. Bought a Carson Wentz Prism camera out of 25 PSA 10 in February after Indy had given up on him. Offered 300 and the buyer immediately accepted. I knew it would take time and luck. Throughout the summer, I turned down similar $300 offers. NFL season is here, and I sold it for $11.75, full asking price, during his commander's week one debut, throwing four touchdowns. Total profit after fees, $725.61. It's a great, great job. You want to talk about 98% high-risk assets? Carson Wentz is probably as high-risk as it gets in the NFL. That is facts. Good for you, Golden. That's a play. He grinded out to a tie, right? Grinded it out. I wonder what the highest selling card after their team finishes in a tie is. This has to be high on the list. They Camo t- they Prism tied. Is hot. Camo Prism's hot. They tied. Did they not tie? No, they won. They oh, beat you're the thinking Jags. about the Colts? That's that's what yeah, happened. Colts and Colts Tex- yeah, Colts and-, and Texans tied. They beat the Jags. All right, next play. Uh, double double cards says, uh, I recently bought this Cade Cunningham Donner's teal laser at my LCS. They had it for 35 and I noticed it was under comps by about 15 to $25. I asked them if they were firm. They told me they can work with me. I ended up buying about 15, uh, 15 card singles lot from them. And overall I got about a 15% discount on most of the singles, making this around $30. I slept into SGC through Nash cards to get a cheaper price at about 23 bucks a card. And after a couple weeks, it got an SGC 10 and had a pop of 19, but no sold comps. I've posted on Facebook for 175 and that someone offered 165 gladly accepted the offer after shipping PayPal fees, grading costs and card price. I netted of a profit of about a hundred resulting to a 202% return within seven weeks. As I'm sitting here listening to this, I'm, I'm seeing teal laser and it's just like, if this is a great play. It's a good job. This is how you're supposed to do it. Right. Teal laser. What is that out of? Is it out of anything? Is it just another parallel? Yeah, it's like a short print. Uh, How many parallels of Cade Cunningham are we going to have? I like, think that's a retail parallel. Ugh, just a lot of parallels. Good job, yeah. though. 165 all day. We'll take that. Yep. Flip it and move on. Invest mm-hmm. it in something. Invest it into something that's a little bit more secure. That's right. That is correct. Not bad. Yeah, not bad. Love the raw play at the LCS. Mm-hmm. Grade it, flip it. Yep, it's these aren't uh th- these plays are out there. It just takes a little bit of time, a little bit of effort, and a little bit of money. That's right. All right, next play, Jay. Is that it? I think we have one more. Oh no, that's nope, it. That's it. Wow, this is a good week. This is a proper week. Giovinazzi. You think Giovinazzi's the winner, huh? Yeah, that track tag is a big thing. I don't know. I kind of think of it should places. be Alcaraz just because it's right in our mouth, I'm, right? I'm on Alcaraz. I'm on Alcaraz. I think Alcaraz is the right pick because we need to own the fact that I stand firm that the price is too high, but like... Agreed. 
but doesn't matter. That I would the, have bought one if they were cheaper. But the market decided that we were wrong, and that's how it goes. Facts. Very true. It's we don't decide the price. Else. The market decides the price. And it's a great play. Uh, and it, he was like, I heard your advice, and I was like, they are dead wrong. And I did it anyway. Good job by Alcaraz. Good job by Connor. Shout out to Connor. Alcaraz continues to win. What a week for Carlos Alcaraz, huh? King U.S. Cards. Open, Let's Player go. of the Week. Big Carlos Alcaraz week. Uh, we love it. We love it. Carlitos. Carlitos. I, I think this is a good episode. Real quick. I agree. Real quick. Little latest launch. Anything yep. interesting? Uh, yes. And I know what it is. I'm just going to pull it up just to confirm. What is it? Uh, tops UEFA Champions League Merlin Chrome Soccer. I like right? Merlin. Immaculate mm. Baseball. Mm. Uh, tops Chrome Baseball Hobby and Jumbo. Mm. Little Wander Franco. Uh, but the big one. Skybox Metal Universe Champions. Oh, baby. Zach Wilson PMG time for my man Lou. Yeah. Wait, we were, didn't we talk about this last week? Or were we saying it was coming yeah, this we week? Did. It was coming this week. Got comes it, got out it, this week. Yeah. How much are the boxes? Uh, I heard they're pre-selling at like twelve to fifteen hundred. I kind of want one. <laughs> I think that'll fall. That seems outrageous. That seems like a lot. I just, I, I was talking to somebody over the weekend. Actually, it was yesterday. Just about like the price of cards. They're trying to buy cards for their kid. And they were like, I, I don't know what to buy because everything costs so much money. And I was like, you got to switch to Blasters or Megas and you just don't get as many cards, which is unfortunate. Yeah. It is unfortunate. Buy in, buy in bulk, flip, do the work, learn it, right? Slow grind to learn and understand what sells, what people want, what doesn't sell. Understand the game, right? Do that and then take that money to buy other things, right? Take money off the table every now and then. Enjoy it. Splurge on a hobby box. Learn. Understand the the value is in the process. That's right. So, all right. I think that I think that to your point, Rye, like being part of the hobby versus just buying boxes and ripping them open is the more work, but actually far more enjoyable and a bigger asset. Correct. You you learn more that way. Correct. Otherwise, you just learn how to gamble. Got to run. Peace. Peace and love. Peace, guys. That's a wrap on Card Talk this week. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen and get notified when we publish a new episode. It'd mean the world to us if you gave us a five-star rating and shared this episode with a friend. We'd love to answer your questions, so email us at cardtalkpod at gmail.com, and we'll get to it in the next episode. Card Talk is a 1.37 p.m. podcast and a Gallery Media Group original production.